Good morning, everyone. We want to welcome everyone here this morning. It's good to see this number of individual people who are here this morning. Again, excuse my voice, uh, but it's good to see each and every one of you uh, this morning. It's good to be in the land of the living uh, on this day. God given us the uh, ability to wake up this morning, to rise out of our beds, and now to be here uh, to worship him in spirit and in truth. So it's just a blessing, <clears throat> again, for us to be here this morning. To our visiting friends that are here with us, and we got a few visitors here with us, we're happy and delighted to have each of you here with us at Lawrence Avenue. We do hope that you find us a friendly and warm congregation, <clears throat> the way the Lord would be so. So you're going to get a handshake and a hug before you leave. Uh, that's how we do here. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Uh, good to see uh, those that we hadn't seen in a while. Always good to see uh, Sister uh, Rhonda, who is in town for, for the holiday. We know we got a holiday coming up and hope that everybody is, is safe and well. Good to have her here with us. Good to have Sister Easley back uh, with us, who visited last week. And good to have Brother and Sister uh, William Carruthers back with us, uh, who have been out of town for a couple of weeks. Um, looking, and it's good to, to see uh, Brother Spivey's mother are here with us this morning. Hadn't seen you in a while. It's so good to see you here with us. And others that are visiting, make sure you fill out a visitor card. Uh, we want to introduce you to the congregation. Again, good to be here on this day. <clears throat> Reminder, let's check our cell phones. <clears throat> let's make sure our cell phones are on silent or off. We don't want technology to interfere with us worshiping God. So let's make sure our cell phones don't disrupt our service this morning. Announcements. Our deepest sympathy goes out to, to Sister Minnie Gift and family uh, on the passing of her nephew, her sister's 17-year-old son, her sister Catherine Ellis, he passed away of an illness this past Saturday morning, 17 years old. His name was John Ellis, uh, who passed away uh, from an illness, uh, and, the, and they were able to, he was an organ donor, and they were able to use his organs uh, for someone else. So our sympathy goes out to uh, you and your family, Sister uh, Gift, uh, for uh, such a loss. <clears throat> 17 years old is young. So I know that his mother, Catherine, is uh, grieving on this day. So let's keep them in our prayers. Amen. Sister Evelyn Pilla, uh, she's having back trouble. And if it continues, she's hoping to get an appointment with her doctor. So let's keep her in prayer. Sister Darlene Jones is, is having severe tooth pain today, uh, right now, I should say. And that's why we don't see her this morning. And again, we encourage all to attend our Bible classes, outstanding uh, Bible classes. Appreciate uh, Brother Kansas this morning for a beautiful Bible class and our teachers uh, that continue to teach our classes. We appreciate all of you very much. <clears throat> Lord's Day morning at 9 a.m. and on Wednesdays at uh, Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. and then Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. and also the conference Bible study on Wednesdays p.m. that is 7:15 p.m. so hoping that we're able to 
take advantage of such opportunities that we have to study God's word together. The Youth Appreciation Day uh, this year uh, for the school students past uh, school term uh, will be an activity coming up. It will be Saturday, July the 29th at the Hermitage Strike and Spare uh, Center where they will bo go bowling and have that activity and afterwards they will have lunch at the Golden Corral. And then that Lord's Day, the 29th, uh, after uh, morning service will be the recognition uh, for their outstanding achievements. Uh, the time on that Saturday will be from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. and then they will go to uh, the Golden Corral for uh, late lunch. <clears throat> the expenses towards the youth uh, will be taken care of uh, through the youth program. The expense for the adults will be taken care of by the adults. All right, everybody got that. Okay, so youth are taken care of, adults are prepared to share your own or have your own expenses. Those that are part of the youth team, of course, your expenses will be taken care of. <clears throat> and there will be a flyer prepared so we can give that announcement out. Uh, we're planning a back-to-school cookout for uh, the families in Edge Hill on Saturday, August the 5th, and that time is noon time. Uh, as again, we are going back to working and serving in the Edge Hill community. We're still trying to get the activity room uh, that they have so that we'll be able to have access to Bible studies, and that is still not approved yet. <clears throat> but we're going to go into the community like we did before and set up a tent and have a cookout uh, on August the 5th like we have done before. So all volunteers will be appreciated. And today we will take another group picture, the final group picture uh, for our new directory. So if you didn't, uh, were not here last week, uh, we want everybody to come down again and let's share a group picture because we want to get as many people as we can that are members uh, in the uh, picture itself. So we will take the final group picture today. So after service, everybody come down and do like we did uh, last week, and let's take a couple group pictures. If you were not here, definitely make sure that you come down today and get in the picture. <clears throat> and we're hoping uh, to have our directors out uh, in about a month time we're having to reformulate the whole process. As well as uh, we are formulating our new uh, bulletin, and that's gonna be another format also, so we're working on both of those two things. <clears throat> well, Sam Otis is speaking this morning at another congregation, and that's why he's not here this morning. <clears throat> Brother John Phillips is having mechanical problems at home uh, this morning, that's why we don't see him. Sister Candace Moore is asking for our prayers as she is traveling out of town. Uh, Dwayne Jones, uh, who most of us know as Sputnik, uh, is asking for our prayers. He is the brother, of course, of Brother James Webster. Uh, he is uh, sick, he's ill, and is asking for our prayers for his health. So we want to keep Sputnik, that is Dwayne Jones, in our prayers. 
Sister Patricia Baskerville is recovering from surgery. I believe she had surgery last week, and she is recovering from that medical procedure or that surgery. Uh, at the time of this notice, she was at St. Thomas Hospital, that is Thursday, uh, while she was recovering. So not sure today if she is home, uh, but let's keep her in our prayers and let's call a check on her to see how we can aid her at this time. <clears throat> Birthdays for July. July the third, William Kentz. Also the third, Titus Moore. The fourth, Don Carruthers. The ninth, William Carruthers. The eleventh, Linda Templeton. The eighteenth, Robert McLean and Tracy Lillard. The nineteenth, Cora Pinkerton. The twentieth, Vicki Allen. Twenty-second, Deborah Bell. Yours is twenty-eighth. 20th, yes, that's what I have. Did I say something different? Yeah, 20th is Vicki Allen, 22nd, Deborah Bell, 25th, Alex Carruthers uh, for our birthdays. Anniversaries, Darlene Angela Carruthers, July the 5th, and Timmy and Darlene Jones, July the 27th. So we bid you all well uh, as you are having your birthdays and anniversaries. Oh, I forgot my own daughters. <laughs> July the 8th. 9th. Okay. I'm a dad, okay. <laughs> She's like shaking her head. <laughs> July the 9th. Kristen McLean. Got to get her added on a new list. <clears throat> Hi, honey. Okay, I think we got them now. Okay, and again, we bid you all well for your birthdays for July and anniversaries. Order of service this morning. Singing, Brother Trenton Moore. Scripture in prayer, Brother William Kantz. Our sermon, Brother Arnold Spivey. Our prayer for offering and Lord's Supper, Brother Tyrone Moore. And our closing prayer, Brother Joseph Webster. Collection, Brother Steve McLaren and Brother Timmy Jones. So again, we welcome all here and let us now prepare for our morning worship service. Good morning. morning. This morning we'll be singing out the White Supplemental Handbook. If you do not have one, please raise your hand. We'll be singing out the White Supplemental Handbook. If you do not have one, please raise your hand. All right, let's please notice page 24. Page 24, show me the way. Page 24. All found? Let's see. Show me the way. Oh, show me the I'm down here, Lord, and I need your power, so show me, me the way, and Lord, I'm 
Epistle of James, chapter is 1, verses are 1 through 4. James, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. From the New King James, the text reads, James, a bondservant of God, and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the test of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Praise God's holy and divine word. Let us listen, let us hear, and let us apply to our lives. Let us go to God in prayer, if we may, please. Almighty, everlasting God, gracious sovereign, who sits high and looks low, we come to you, Father, from this low ground of sorrow as we sojourn on our way of faith with hope that we may return to you, Father, and spend eternity with you, Father, if it be your will. And if it be by the grace of your Lord, our Lord and your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, Father, we thank you for Jesus Christ. We thank you for his sacrifice on the cross of his body and his shed blood that continues to wash us, Father, through our faith journey as we grow closer to you. We thank you for that sacrifice. We can't thank you enough. Thank you, Father, because we know that it's the relationship with Jesus Christ that draws us closer to you. And we know through your word, Father, that the relationship that we share with one another brings us closer to you as we model Jesus as those he called friends. Let us call one another friends this day, Father. 
Let us build one another up, Father. Help us in that endeavor. Father, we thank you for your wisdom, for your grace, for your long-suffering, Father. Father, we repent of any sins that we have committed since the last time we have met together. Father, please, knowing that you are a God of second chances, we know that you will forgive us, Father, as we seek a closer walk with you, Father. Help us, Father, to forgive ourselves of those things that, that uh, keep us down, Father. Uh, let us turn away from those evil things that steal our joy, Father, and, and grab hold of those things that are real in Jesus Christ that you would have us to learn. Father, we come now for those who are not here for whatever reason, Father, those near and those far off. Father, we pray for those who do not know you. We pray for space and time that they may come to know you before it's eternally too late. And we pray for the zeal, the energy, the commitment to go out into a dying and perishing world and bring souls to you, for that is our commitment, Father, to you and the expectation that you would have of us, Father. Help us to meet that covenantal responsibility, Father. Father, we pray for the sick, for the shut-in, for those who are in nursing homes, for those on their bed of affliction, for those going in and out of procedures, for those on the highways and byways of travel, knowing that we are all in one of those conditions at any particular time, Father. So help us all to help one another, to build one another up as you would have us to do, Father. And we pray if it be your will that your long arm of protection be extended in the needs of those who are your children, Father. Again, we thank you. We thank you for the opportunity to worship together today. And we, we pray that your manservant who is about to come before us and bring us those things that he has studied, bring back to his remembrance those things that we need to hear this day, to hear the gospel preached, the good news, Father. Help us to take it out and, and spread it wide, Father. Again, we thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. And it's in Jesus Christ, the Holy Son of God, that we offer up this prayer. Amen. like the market our song of invitation will be page four somebody's knocking at your door if you like the market song of invitation will be page four and now let's please notice page 31 page 31 I give myself away page 31 all found Let's sing. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me here i am here i stand lord my life is 
is in your hands, and Lord, I'm longing to see your desires revealed in me. I said I give myself away, I give myself away, so you can use me. I give myself away, I give myself away, so you can use me. Take my heart, take my life as a living sacrifice, and all my dreams, all my plans, Lord, I place them in your hands. I said I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me, I give myself away, I give myself away, so you can use me, myself away, give myself away, so you can use me. Good morning. morning. Have we truly given ourselves away? Have we truly given ourselves over to him? Because as a true child of God, if we're going to make heaven our home, it needs to be turned over to him. I'd like to welcome those of you who are visiting with us this morning. Once again, it's just a delight to have my mom with us here this morning. You know that we serve a good God, yes, sir. a truly good God. And there ought to be, as we say, a smile on every face this morning. And it's good to be able to see those smiles once again. Because, you know, God has truly been good to us. Not only should there be a smile on every face, there ought to be thanksgiving in our hearts. Because as a new day broke, as I love to say, God looked down from heaven, still finding favor in us, has given us another opportunity to not only worship him as we have been commanded in spirit and in truth, but also to work out our soul's salvation. And today is the day of salvation. I want to continue along our series of lessons that we started last month, dealing with our spiritual maturity. Um, Brother Otis did an excellent job last week when he was talking about how to handle the pitfalls mm-hmm. of life. And I 
told Brother Trenton, I, I, I say, you guys shut it down. There was not a dry eye Amen. in the place last Amen. week. It was truly a, a good message, and it was a well-deserved and needed message as well. But in, in looking at how do we handle the pitfalls of life, how do we respond, how do we hold on when times are tough? Hmm. Right now, we, we may be experiencing some things in our lives. The world as we know it has a tendency sometimes to, to just turn what we think our world is upside down. Who in their wildest dream would have imagined two or three years ago the, event, the effect that COVID had on us? Who would have ever imagined us being confined to our little home? not being able to, to reach out and, and touch loved ones. Who would have imagined that we'd be paying four or five dollars for a dozen of eggs? <laughs> Times are not what they used to be. And while inflation continues to increase, it seems that wages are just not keeping up. So see, church, times are hard. So how do we hold on when we go through those pitfalls of life? A lot of times we want to, to, to look at what we're going through when we're going through something. We want it to be sped up. If we're going through a trial, we want the trial to be over as quickly as possible. Sometimes we make plans ahead of time. James says we ought not do that. James says, what is our life? Our life is but a vapor. But we continue to make plans without even consulting who it is that holds tomorrow. I'm going to do this and, and I'm going to do that. But James says, we ought to say, if it is, Lord's will. And we're guilty just as much today as it was back then. The 4th of July is coming up Tuesday. Who many, how many of us have already made plans? Amen, brother. Yes, I'm going over cousin so-and-so house. Mm -hmm. We're going out to the park, and we're going to have a picnic. How do you know? Yep. If it be God's will, the Lord's will. We don't know what tomorrow holds, but like we said last week, we know who holds tomorrow. tomorrow. But we, 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 when these hardships come, we want them to be sped up. We, 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 we say, God, come on. I've had enough of this. Let's get on back to the good part. How many times have we considered what it is that God wants? Hmm. We need to understand, church, that when trials and tribulations come, it filters through the hand of God. See, God has something in store when you go through trials and tribulations. See, God is working on us when we go through these trials and we go through these tribulations, but we need to take into consideration what it is that God wants. 
What is it that God is trying to show us in these trials and in these tribulations? See, God may want this thing to stretch out as long as it takes for him to work out what it is that we're going through. But we say, hurry up, God. I've had enough. And we have the tendency sometimes, what? To even try to help God. Mm -hmm. God, if you need a little help, here I am. But I want to look at James this morning and, 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 and go through some things. Because, see, trials and tribulations are coming. It's the surety of life. Just because you accepted Christ does not mean that all the hardships are gone. Sometimes that's when the hardships truly begin. Because, see, Satan realizes I've lost another one. And if your faith is not strong, Bible says he, he, he's, he's sneaking around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. If your faith is not strong, see, he, he'll try to get you back. But James is going to show us how to deal with the pitfalls, how to deal with the trials and tribulations. So if you turn with me to the book of James, chapter 1, I want to go back over verses 1 through 4. And here the Bible says, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, now to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings. He says, now, my brethren. So who is he talking to here? Church. He's talking to the church. He said, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Why? Because knowing that the testing of your faith is going to do something. It's going to produce some patience. It's going to produce some endurance. But he says now in verse 4, he says now, but let patience, but let endurance have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking Nothing. So I know what you're saying. How is it that I can count my trials and my tribulations as joy? James is going to explain this to us. Because we need to, to understand that when we're going into a storm, it's for a purpose. See, storms and, 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 and trials are not pointless. God is trying to, to tell us something. God is trying to work on us. You know, we could be involved in, 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 in something sinful for a long period of time, and God, being long-suffering, will say, you know what? I'm going to give you a day to fix this on your own. I'm going to give you tomorrow to fix this on your own. But see, then God is going to come to a point where he says, you know what? I see you're not going to fix it. So let me help you out. And you look out and you see the storm clouds coming. You see the skies darkening and you say, uh-oh. Here come some trials and here come some tribulations. But it's for a good purpose. God is going to be working on. So let's use for a, a, a topic this morning, trial and error. Hmm. Trial 
and error. Because see, when God sends some trials into your life, you know what he's doing? He's trying to correct the errors in your life. Trials and error. See, God's going to take you through some stuff to correct some stuff. Is that all right? He's going to take you through some things to change some things. Because, see, we get complacent sometimes. I'm going to sit here and let this thing work itself out. That's not the case. See, sometimes God needs to move that thing along. See, sometimes God needs to pick you up by your bootstraps and say, hey, this is not where you need to be. So James says, now, when these things come, he says, count it all joy. In other words, he's saying, consider it nothing but joy. Count it all. Consider it all joy. Now, how can we do this? What we need to do, church, is change our way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Change the way that we look at these trials and tribulations. Because as I said before, it's for a purpose. It's for a reason. God is working on us. And so when I know that God is working on me, it's never for a bad reason. See, God is is working on me that I can continue to have the hope of making heaven my home. Somebody's going to miss this now. See, sometimes on the journey, we carry too much stuff. Mm -hmm. You got it? Oh, I can't say anything about my wife because she's... Sometimes you ladies... That might be a little safer. Sometimes when we get ready to go on vacation, the, the, the brethren may have one little bag. You went different. And we run out to the car, throw that thing in the trunk. And finally, can you get these bags for me? And I never have understood how we take four bags, but we come back with six bags. And see, sometimes God looks at us and he says, you know what, Brother Spivey, you've got too much stuff. You can't fit into where I want to put you because you're carrying too much stuff. So here comes the trial. Because see, Brother Spivey, you've got some errors in your thinking. So here comes the trial. I gotta correct that. I've gotta get rid of some of that excess baggage that you have. But now, when these storms come, James says you still need to count it all. Joy. But how, Brother Spivey? Now, we need to understand what James is saying. So if you have your Bibles this morning, I, I, I want you to make a note. James says, count it all. Joy. He didn't say it was going to be a joyful time. He didn't say it was going to be a fun occasion. He says, now, but count it all. Consider it joy because God is working on us. He's trying to help us. 
So now he says, I need to count this thing as joy. But, but now, this is where we, we mess up sometimes. Remember the song that says, don't worry, be happy. See, we put too much into being happy and not enough into the joy. Because now, joy is an inner feeling. Happiness is an outward expression. So see, joy cometh from above. Happiness is dependent upon my circumstances. Now those two can be, can be linked together because once I understand where my joy comes from, I should be led into a state of happiness. So you should be able to look at me and say, Woo, Brother Spivey, you look happy this morning. I am because I know where my joy comes from. So when you're going through some things, when you're going through some trials, you can count it all as joy because you know who's in control of it. You know where it came from. You know who's going to get you through it. So count it all joy. Who's going through some things right now? You should have left it outside. (laughs) Have you turned it over? Or are we still carrying it? Because sometimes, like I said, we carry too much stuff. He says, now my burden is light. So when you bring him something, you leave it. You don't keep checking on it. It's not in the oven. You brought it to God. Leave it there. Let him deal with it. He's able. Count it all. Joy. You know where it came from. You know what he's trying to do. You know he's able to get you through it. So why worry about it every day? And I know you're saying that's easier said than done, Brother Spivey. But that's why our discussion and our series is, is on spiritual maturity. Because see, once you reach that mature level, you know what's going on. Think about Paul. Paul went through a whole lot. But he still was able to count it all. Joy, because he knew what the ultimate goal was. So James says, you know what? Count it all joy. Count it all joy. We we need to change our way of thinking. What what, what God wants us to do here, church, is he doesn't want you to look at the circumstances today. He wants you to look beyond it. Because if we know God is able to fix it, God is able to be with us while we're going through this, we need to focus on the outcome. Because, see, when God is finished working on me, I should be better than I was before. But sometimes we want to stop the process. God, I've had enough of this. I don't want you to work on me anymore. It's too difficult. I, I, I can't go through this. But it's not about what you want. We need to think about what it is you need. And what you need is for God to work on you. Trials and error. Because, see, there's just some things that we won't fix on our own. Come on. We know we all need to be worked on. Let me make it easy for you. All of us have vehicles. 
and we'll hear something. As long as I get to work today and get back home, it may correct itself. And we'll hear that thing for a whole week. Turn that radio up. As long as I'm going, hey, I'm good. Uh-oh, check engine light. I'm still going to work. Now, when that thing breaks down and you take it to the shop, what's the first thing the mechanic is going to ask you? How long has it been doing this? Why didn't you bring it in when you first heard this? <laughs> well, I was making it. And that's the problem with our lives today. There are some things that need to be fixed. But as long as we're making it, we're not going to be concerned. But let life break down. Oh, Lord, I should have. Yes, you should have. But you didn't. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. But now James even says, at the point where life breaks down, still count it joy. Because you know who's in control. Mm -hmm. Count it all joy. Changing the way that we think. Brother Ernest, can we go to Psalms? Yes. Sir. 51. Yes. Verses 10 through, through 12. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Now, you know in order for God to create in you, he's got to work on you. Created me a a new heart. So now if he gives you a new heart, then the old heart just won't do so now, in order for him to do that, he's got to work on us. He's got to fix some things that are going wrong. So in other words, <clears throat> when trials come in your life, let me give you a quick analogy. God has already hooked you up to some diagnostic testing. And some things have shown up. What may have shown up was, was a high level of sin in your life may have showed up. He may have looked on the meter and seen, well, you know what? There's a hardness of heart that shows up. He may look down a little bit and get a code that says, you know what? You don't have enough love in your heart. You don't have enough compassion in your heart. So now God knows what the problem is. He's already given you a test drive, so now he has to work on what's wrong with you. He has to correct what it is that's wrong. And you know, sometimes you drop your car off, and it may take three or four days before you get it back. And they tell you, but we're still working on it. Y'all missed it. Trials sometimes may last longer than a day. Because God is still working on you. That's the trial. 
an error process. Here once again, he's going to send some trials into your life to correct some error. So we need to change the way that we think about our trials. Because, see, they're all for a purpose again. God is still working on us. Brother Ernest, let's go to Proverbs yes, sir. 16. And I want to look at verses 3 and then drop down to verse number 9, please. Yes, sir. Proverbs 16, verses 3 and 9. Commit thy works unto the Lord, uh -huh. and thy thoughts shall be established. Mm. Verse 9. A man's heart devises his ways, but the Lord directeth mm. his steps. So you see, you, you can do all that you think you can do, mm -hmm. but ultimately... It's God that's in control. I'm going to take this car to the shop next week. Next week may not come. Yes. Oh, I'm going to get this fixed in my life next week. Next week may not come. Mm -hmm. So God in his infinite wisdom said, let's fix this thing today. But now, as we move on, after James says we need to count it all joy, we need to understand what's happening. And there are three key words that I want you to look at. James says now, because you know that the testing of your faith produces patience or endurance. The three key words are you know, testing, and endurance. So James lets us know that when hard times come, church, our faith is being tested. These, these, these difficulties and these trials, as we said before, they, they're just not arbitrarily given. God gives these things in your life. You remember Job, and you remember when, 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 when all the sons of God were, were together, and Satan came? And God said, you know what, you can, you can try, Job, but I'm going to put some limitations on it. Mm -hmm. So see, even though it says Job was a good and Job was a righteous man, uh, God still let him be put to the test. No matter how righteous we think we are, God can still put us to the test. But he says now, because you know that the testing is going to produce some endurance, some patience. Let me show you what God is trying to do. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 48 and verse number 10. Isaiah 48 and verse number 10. Because this is what God is, is trying to do when he tests our faith. You want me to get it, bro? Or you got it? Behold, mm -hmm. I have refined thee. But not with silver, I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. See, now, he says, behold, I have refined you. I have refined you, which means when I put you in the furnace, I'm trying to get off, I'm trying to burn off some impurities that you have on Now, he says, but I'm even doing this not as we do silver. I'm going to put you in the furnace. 
I'm going to burn off some of your impurities to help you to become what it is God wants you to become. But now he says now, it is the furnace of affliction. So there may be some pain and some suffering when you go through these trials. But if you know what the outcome is for, if you know who sent it, you can still do what James says. Count it all. Joy. Count it all. Joy. But often, we look at life as the goal of life is just for me to have the maximum amount of pleasure. That's the benefit of me being a child of God, isn't it? That I can have all the pleasures of life. And I can do that while I'm trying to find myself. You know, life is about self-gratification. I'm just trying to find myself. No. That is not the purpose. That is not the goal of life. Because, see, as we said before, when these trials come, we want to hit fast forward on God. Come on, God, let's get this thing over with. Come on, God, let's get this over with. But God says, uh-uh. But even when you're going through these trials, let's go to Micah. Chapter 7, mm-hmm. verses 7 mm-hmm. and 8. Micah, chapter 7. Verses 7 and 8. What's the Bible say? Therefore, Mm -hmm. I will look unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. I will wait for the God Mm -hmm. of my salvation. My God will hear me. Rejoice not against me, O my enemies. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Mm. So when you're going through some things, people may laugh at you. Mm -hmm. You know how Job's friend says, Job, you're going through some stuff because you sin. You're going through some stuff because you're not well-pleasing in the eyesight of God. See, sometimes God is just trying to burn some stuff off to make you better. He's trying to burn some stuff off. But even when you're going through these trials and you're going through these tribulations, God has not left you. Chastisement does not mean that God does not love you. It's just the reverse. He chastises you because he loves you. How many parents will let their child go play in the street? I love you. But now sometimes kids don't understand. You say, didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you not to go in that street? And the kid looks up at you. Why are you raising your voice at me, mama? It's for your own good. God is our father. Sometimes he has to chastise us, but it's for our own good. And when you change this way of thinking up here, you can still say, you know what? No matter what I go through, God, I'm still going to count it all. Joy. We're going to go through some stuff. But we still need to count it all. Joy. When we go through some stuff, our faith is being tested so that 
endurance or, 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 or patience can be produced in us. And, 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 and in other words, church, God is, is, is kind of proving what it is that we're made of. Because, see, the world is watching. And the world says, you know what, old, old Brother Spivey over there, he's going through some stuff. Now, he says he's a believer. But let's watch him how he's going to handle this. And they know I'm going through some stuff at work, but every day I clock in, you can see all 22. I'm getting old. I don't, I don't have I've lost them. So you can see all 22. Mr. Spivey, how, how can you have a smile on your face? We know what you're going through, but you don't know who's going through it with you. Mm -hmm. You don't have the relationship that I have. So that's how I can, I can have a smile on my face. But Mr. Spivey, you look happy. I'm happy because I know where my joy Amen. comes from. What's the point in me moping around all day? What's that going to show the world? Well, Mr. Spivey, you said you're a believer. Why, why are you walking around like that? If I don't have but one drink in my refrigerator and one egg, one piece of bacon, then in God's eyesight, that must be all I need. Because he tells me, I'm going to give you what you need. And even on a good day, he'll throw in a little what I want. But see, that's God. So see, we can count it all joy when we come into these different situations. And so when he says now the term endurance or patience, it means that we're going to get through these trials without me compromising my faith, without me wavering in my faith, just because I'm going through some things does not mean that I need to change my faithful status. Sometimes it increases my faith. When you're going through some things and you testify to me, Brother Spivey, let me show you what God did for me. And the Bible says he's not a respecter of people or person, so if he did it for you, he'll do it for me. So that's why I can still count it all joy. We know you're going through some stuff, Brother Spivey, but as brothers and sisters, y'all going to miss this now. If I'm going through it, hmm. you're going through it. That's what we talked about. <laughs> if I'm going through it and we're all one, what's affecting me? should be affecting you. And sometimes we'll say, well, Brother Spivey, go to the church. Aren't you the church? So if I need $25, why get all the leadership together when all you got to do is dig a little bit deeper? I'm coming down your street this morning. And see, that's part of the process, how I can count it all joy if you were doing... Hmm. Let me get back up here. 
If you are doing what God wants you to do, then I should have everything that I need. Y'all gonna miss that. Y'all gonna miss it. Brother Ernest, let's go to 2 Corinthians. Yes, sir. Chapter 11, and we're gonna look at verses 23 through 28. Are they ministers of Christ? Mm -hmm. I speak as a fool. I am more. In laborers more abundant, in stripes above measures, in prison more frequent, in death oft. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Trice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, trice I suffered shipwreck a night and a day. I have been in the deep, in journeying often, in pearls of water, in pearls of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by heathens, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, Come on now. in perils among Come on. in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watching often, in hunger and thirst, in fasting often, in cold and nakedness, besides those things that are without. That which come upon me daily, the care of all the church. How many of you have gone through this much? Mm. How many of you have suffered this much? But Paul says, nevertheless, hmm. I've fought a good fight. Yeah. I've finished my course. How many of us have been put in situations like this? If Paul could go through all of that and still have the mentality of counting it all joy, what's the excuse? Hmm. I missed my light bill this month. I don't have cable this month. My cell phone got turned off. That's how we look at suffering. That's how we look at suffering. They cut my cell phone off. I don't have cable compared to what Paul went through. Hmm. We need to change the way that we, that we think. I used to tell my kids a long time ago, when I grew up, we didn't have cable. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have $100 and $200 Nike shoes. But I didn't consider myself as suffering. Back then, we may do with what we have. Man, yeah. Y'all gonna miss it. We may do with what we have. As a child of God, I should be able to make do with what I have. Because who is it that I have? Ooh, y'all gonna miss this now. I got a father that sits in heaven that owns everything. I got a father that sits in heaven that can give me and supply whatever my need is. And the Bible says he, he, he's able to be abundantly over anything that I should ever need and I should ever want. In other words, when I see God down the road and I get to it, he's dropped off everything that I needed and he's gone on to the next point. So when I get there, everything that I need is already there as well. He is a God that is able to supply my every need. So whatever it is I'm going through, I can still say, it's all joy. 
comes from above. We spend too much time trying to be happy instead of joyful. So when he tests our faith, he's trying to burn off some impurities. He, he's trying to increase our endurance. Now, truth be told, some of us need to stay in the fire a little bit longer than others. Mm. And that's not a knock. You know, some of us just have more stuff that we're carrying than others. But now, the point is not to see if we can survive the trials. The point of the trial is to, is to provide, is, is to build up our care. The point of the trial is, is, is to help us fortify our faith. The point of the trial is to give us endurance. And, 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 and this endurance gives us the ability, it gives us the strength to hold on to God just a little bit tighter. See, the world will try to, to, try to sway you all. If I can count everything as joy and I've got that endurance, all I'm going to do is, is tie a knot in my hope. And I'm going to hold on as tight as I can. And as long as I'm holding on, that pendulum can sway back and forth. But if I have the endurance where I can hold on, I know sooner or later, when I look to the hills, I'm going to see my help coming. I just got to hold on. See, sometimes there have been many of us who've gone through some trials and we couldn't hold on. We got upset with God. We walked away from God. These pews used to be filled. You remember when? But some people couldn't hold on long enough to wait for God. I'm going back into the world. Endurance helps us hold on. We need to realize, church, that when we're going through some stuff, when the world is trying us, Psalms 46 and 1 says, now he is our refuge. He is our strength, a very present help in trouble. I like that, a very present help in trouble, which means you don't have to call them up and say, well, you know what? I see some trouble coming next week. Can you put me on your schedule? He says, no, he, I, I, I'm a present help right now. God doesn't put you on hold. I'm present. I'm right here now. You in class and, and teachers calling the roll. If you're here, you say present. God is always present. God is always on the job. He may not come when you want him, but he'll be there on time. Count it all joy. How we respond to a situation, church, reveals what's in our heart. I'll let you think about that. How we respond to trials lets the world know what's on the inside of us. See, when a man is put, and when a woman is, is, is put under pressure, their true character shows. I can go back to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So you can put us in the furnace. 
You can do whatever you want to do to us, but we still going to serve God. And so he said, now, didn't we put three in there? Turn it up. Turn it up so hot that when they opened the door, it almost consumed those that were there. But a little bit later, they looked in there and they said, wait a minute, ho, 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 I see. Didn't we only put in three? So sometimes when we think we're going through trials by ourselves, when the world looks at us, they should see too. Because God is walking with us. The Bible says he'll stick closer than any brother. Than any brother. So that's why we can count it all. Count it all. Joy. You're going through some stuff, church. That's when you discover who you are. You discover what's on the inside of you. And do we have enough faith to believe that God is able? Do we have enough faith to believe that God is able? Let's go to Job for a second. Job 42 and 2. I'm going to have to stop this short. I didn't think I had enough this morning. You got it, bro? Yeah. I know that thou canst do all, everything, mm. and that no thought can be withholding from thee. Is that our mentality? That God is able to do whatever needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And that should change the way that we look at our trials. Amen. It should allow us to count it all joy. But, but this is where our problem comes in at. James says, and let that endurance have its full effect. In other words, he's saying, let that endurance run its course. But see, this is where our our failure comes in at. We want these things to be over as quickly as possible. And that's why we, we, we can't gain endurance. We can't gain patience because we want this thing to be over as soon as possible. We don't want to learn through the hardships. We just say, God, get this thing over with. And, 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 and let's get real for a second. Let me give you an example. Rather than working through a difficult marriage, what do we do? We leave. We divorce to put a stop to the pain. Rather than working through the difficulty of losing a loved one, we turn to drugs and alcohol. See, Rather than, 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 than working through our trials, we want to take the first exit out. We take the first exit ramp. And we say, God, enough is enough. And even worse, we turn our backs on God. But see, God didn't want us to look for the easy way out. God wants to continue to, to work on us. He wants to to make us stronger. And we got to let this thing run its course. I'm going to give you a very simple analogy. If you have kids or if you've ever had any type of ear infection or something like that, and you go to the doctor and he gives you an antibiotic, what they will tell you is to make sure you take this thing until the end. Take it until it's all gone. Because, see, if you don't do that, what they're trying to get rid of 
can come right back again. Not only will it come back, but in most cases it'll come back stronger than it was before. So if God is trying to work on you and burn some stuff off and you don't let it have its full effect, then when that thing comes back again, it may be a little bit stronger than it was before. Remember how I said that was, it was a man that had a house and he cleaned the house out, but he didn't put anything back in the house. And what came back in the house was more than those that he cleaned out. Same thing with us, church. We got to let this have its full effect. We got to let it run its full course. Why, Brother Spivey? Because it says that you may be mature and complete, lacking and wanting nothing. So the goal here is spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity is our goal. And we can't reach that goal, church, without us letting this thing run its full course. God is trying to fix us through this. So we need to let it run its full course. And the worst thing we can do is, is come out of a trial the same way we were when we went into the trial. That's not the purpose. That is not growth at all. And so, because we, we know that when he's testing our faith, church, he's trying to make a change in us. So how is it that we can go through this and not be any better off than we were before? Let's, let's end this morning by looking at verse number 12. And verse number 12 says, now, blessed is the one who endures trials. Why? Because when he has stood the test, he's going to receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Do you want a crown? Yes. Then you got to hold on, church. When you go through these trials, you got to let it run its course. Because God is working on us. Let God finish the work. You wouldn't pay for your car to get fixed and then you go pick it up before they finish and you say, oh, just keep what's left over. You want your car to be fixed. God is trying to fix what's wrong with us. Let him complete the course. Man. When you're going through some trials, God is trying to expose some impurities in you. And he's trying to burn all of those off. So this morning as we, as we close, are you willing to stand the test? Because trials are coming. How are we responding to the trials, church? Are we letting them produce that endurance and that patience that James is talking about? Because, see, it's an opportunity for us to be able to strengthen our grip on God. If you are here this morning, and you're going through some things. You have, you are, you, 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 your grip is slipping. You've transgressed some of God's laws. And you want to get those things right. As we extend the invitation, this will be your time, your opportunity to examine yourself. And as we say, not according to those that are seated next to you, but according to the word of God. And if you see there are some impurities, some things that need to be burned off, some things that you need to change, 
Come and ask God to be with you. If you just need to repent, come and do that. But most importantly, if you are not a child of God, and you would like to be, because this is your only hope in making heaven your home, then you need to become a member of this body. God has a plan. It's called the plan of salvation. It's not a, 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 a complicated plan. You simply need to hear the word of God. Believe what it is you have heard. Repent of your sins. Confess that Christ is the son of the true and living God. Be baptized in this watery grave of baptism for the remission of those sins. And then the Revelation writer says, live faithful unto death. And God in his infinite wisdom has said, even if you, if you mess up, I've got repentance for you. So as you examine yourself this morning, there are some things that you need to repent of, but maybe you just need a word of prayer. Prayer changes things. Whatever case you find yourself in, now is your time to respond as I ask you to stand and we extend the invitation. Will you come, please? Somebody's knocking at your door. Oh, sinner, why don't you answer? We have one this morning. at your door. Do you need to respond this morning? You can write out a card Answered now. Come pick it up. Jesus, somebody's knocking at your door. You're not coming Answer to Jesus, somebody's knocking at your Brother, door. Oh, sinner, why don't you answer? If you have examined yourselves according to the word of God, he's knocking if he at comes back door. today, you are confident that you will hear him say, well done. He's knocking you at your door. But there'll be another still not too late. Somebody's knocking at your door. If you need to respond, you still have time, church. Oh, sinner, why don't you answer somebody's knocking at your door? Come on, church, don't be ashamed. He can save you. Today may somebody. be the only day that you have. He's knocking at your door. He's a good God. Let him prove it. He can save you. Somebody is knocking at your door. Oh, sinner, why don't you answer? Somebody is knocking at your door. Somebody's knocking at your door. Somebody's knocking at your door. Oh, sinner, why don't you answer? Somebody's knocking at your door. 
answered Jesus, somebody's knocking at your door. Answered Jesus, somebody's knocking at your door. Oh, sinner, why don't you answer somebody's knocking at your door? Somebody's knocking at your door. Somebody's knocking at your door. Oh, sinner, why don't you answer somebody's knocking at your door? He can't save you, somebody's knocking at your door. He can't save you. Somebody's knocking at your door. Oh, sinner, why don't you answer? Somebody's knocking at your door. Somebody's knocking at your door. Somebody's knocking at your door. Oh, oh, sinner, why don't you answer? Somebody's knocking at your door. Somebody's knocking at your door. Somebody's knocking at your door. Oh, sinner, why don't you answer? Somebody's knocking at your door. I want to thank you for listening, church. And if you were squirming in your seat there looking at your watch and that was a trial for you, then you can count it all joy because these precious souls got a chance to express what was on their heart. So as you go through the course of this week, think about how good God has been to you. Tell somebody. And if you're going through something this week, James says, count it all joy. Thank you for listening, church. Once again, aren't you glad you came this morning? Wonderful message. Trial and error. Somebody say, Brother Bill, I'm not going through no trials right now. <laughs> Just keep on living. Just keep on living. Because it's coming. As we oftentimes say, either you're coming out of one, you in one, or one is coming. <laughs> You don't have to go out and look for trials. Trials going to find you. <laughs> and as he said, how we stand up against trials. 
sometimes we can be just as calm and collected. And just as soon as trial hits, oh, Lord, <laughs> one of the first things we say. And don't get me wrong, that's natural. We need to understand. He just got through saying that when trials hit, it's not pleasant. <laughs> Paul said that when God chastises us, it's not pleasant at the time. But we need to endure it and learn the lesson from it so that we can be better children of God. Thank you, Brother Spivey. Wonderful, wonderful message. We have those that have come to make their wishes known. Sister Rakaya Compton is coming, and she is asking for the prayers of the church for her sister. And she's also stating that she is sinning and, and is asking for the prayers as well and asking uh, that God would help her to be a better Christian as well. Sister Robbie Roberts is coming and she is asking for the prayers of the church. She's going through some trials right now and she's asking that we pray that God would help her through these trials. Uh, sister, what's your last name? Adephra J. All right. She is here from uh, from the Church of Christ is out of town in Maryland. And uh, she was coming here. She's got a, a friend that was uh, worshiping over at Ackland Avenue. But uh, for some of y'all that don't know, um, they've got some of their sisters serving in the congregation now. And, and so they, she is asking that we pray for the congregation as well, that they can see the light of what God's word says and, and let, let God be God and do things God's way. It's not about us, y'all. <laughs> and, and I don't, you know, it's, it's not about equal, equal liberty of, of, of between genders neither. It's about what God has set up. <laughs> if God has set it up in a certain way, then we need to do it that way. And we need to stick with that. Stand on God's word even when others don't. Sister Stacy McLean is coming. She is asking for the prayers of the church for Sister Marshall Davis and also uh, for a co-worker, uh, her son, um, he committed suicide this past week. Excuse me? Contemplating suicide, thank you. It is kind of hard to read it sometimes. Contemplating suicide this past week. And so let's continue to pray for her and the family as well. Trying times, y'all. You, you think everything is all right. Isn't it amazing how your life can change that fast? Just that fast, y'all. <laughs> Another thing that we need to realize, too, is that we don't know what folk is going through. <laughs> we don't know who's in here right now that might be contemplating the same thing. <laughs> 
y'all, we need to pray one for another. Sister Tara Fleming is coming and she is stating that she is seeing and she is asking for the prayers of the church as well. Sister Regina White is coming and she is asking for the prayers of the church for her sister-in-law, Carolyn uh, Carden, who has been diagnosed with lung cancer and also a tumor on the brain. Uh, and, uh, she is asking that we pray for the entire Carden family and the White family and the Colbert families as well. It's kind of touch and go right now, she says, but we know God is able. Also, Brother Joseph Webster is coming, and he just wants to say thank you. God has been so good to him. Uh, he was trying to help out someone, and God gave that blessing right back to him. <laughs> and he just want to say thank you. God is just so good, y'all. He is an awesome God, and he is able you know, I believe the Bible says, cast your bread upon the waters. Don't worry about it, because it's going to come back. <laughs> just, just do what you need to do, <laughs> and God will take care of the rest. Having said that, let's go to the throne. Heavenly Father, once again, we come before thy throne Thanking you, Heavenly Father, for the wonderful message that you put upon your servant's heart. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for being there and for taking care of us, Heavenly Father, even when we don't take care of ourselves. Father, we thank you for granting us time to get our lives straightened out. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for all of that being made possible through thy son and letting him die for us that we may have a right to the tree of life. Father, we come mindful of all of our sins and for all of us have come short of, of thy glory. And we ask that you would please forgive us, Heavenly Father, and help us to be better Christians in the future than we have been in the past. Father, we pray for those that have come today making their wishes known we ask that you would please bless those that are dealing with family members, Heavenly Father, who are sick and those that are dealing with friends who, who are going through some difficult trials and tribulations. Those that are even contemplating taking their life, Heavenly Father, we ask that you would please bless them as well. Strengthen them and show them that there is a, a reason and there is a, a purpose in living this life, Heavenly Father. Father, we ask that you would please bless those that are, are traveling, Heavenly Father. We ask that you would please grant them traveling grace as well. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for the one that you have blessed with the blessings that, that he gave, and yet you gave it right back to him, Heavenly Father. We thank you for that. Father, we ask that you would please uh, bless those that have sinned, that have asked for forgiveness, Father, through repentance. We ask that you would please just help us, Heavenly Father, to, to help us get past those things that would separate between us and thee. Bless those, Heavenly Father, that are going through trials right now. We ask that you would please help them, Heavenly Father, to be able to stand the trials and to do those things that would be pleasing in thy sight. 
Father, we ask that you would please bless our sister congregation as well. Father, be with them and help them, Heavenly Father, to, to see the light, Heavenly Father, and to come back to your ways and to not leave the old landmarks. Father, we ask that you would please help us all, Heavenly Father, as we study that word to do what you say in your word, that we may please you by doing what you say and not by how we feel. Continue to bless us all, Heavenly Father. Grant all of those that have made requests, Heavenly Father, and, and all of those that are sitting out there right now and those that's listening to the podcast, we ask that you please bless them in a special way. Grant them the things that you, in which you see they stand in need of. Continue to be with us all, Heavenly Father. Bless those that are behind prison walls and even those in mental institutions. Bless our children, Heavenly Father, and, and grant them the things in which you see they stand, of as, stand in need of as well. Father, help us as we go throughout this crooked world. Help us to stand on that word that we can one day hear thy son say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. In the name of Christ we pray, amen. Sweet, I know, oh, he's sweet, I know, you know the storm. Clouds may rise and you know the storm. Winds may blow, I'll tell the world where I go, you know that I have found the Savior, and He's sweet, I know, yes, He's sweet, I know, He's sweet, I know. You know the storm, clouds may rise, and you know the storm, winds may blow, I'll tell the world wherever I go, you know that I have found the Savior, and he's sweet, I know. One thing, Brother Spider, for that much need message again. We all needed that. This moment, as we focus on the collection and the death, the burial, and resurrection of our Lord, Savior Jesus Christ, let's please notice page 21. Page 21. God has smiled on me. Page 21. All found? Let's sing. God has smiled on me. He has set me free. God has smiled on me. He's been good to me, amazing grace, 
how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone and there's a cross for me. God has smiled on me. He has set me free. God has smiled on me. Yes, he's been good to me. Let's give thanks for the collection. Our Father, which art in heaven, we're so thankful for this, such a beautiful day. And the Father, we're thankful for you allowing us to be able to go through our last week, be able to work and be able to uh, gather means to be able to take care of our families and also a portion to give back to you, Heavenly Father. We pray, Heavenly Father, that we all have given and given freely from the heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now we've come down to the portion of the service where we remember our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on him dying on the cross with the sins of mankind that through his death and suffering we all may have that right to the tree of life and have a privilege to serve him which is the true and living God. The book is Matthew, the chapters 26 and the verses 26. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, he blessed it, he broke it, he gave it to his disciples and said, take eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and he gave thanks and he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which shed for many for the remission of sins. Let us bow. Our Father, which art in heaven, you're such a good God. You love mankind so much that you sent your only begotten Son to die on the cross for the sins of mankind. Heavenly Father, at this time, we just want to say thank you for your Son's precious body and also his precious blood that was shed for mankind. These are many other blessings and favors. It is in your Son, Jesus Christ's name, we do pray and ask it all. Amen. Amen. Now you may uh, prepare your image. Take up the body. Now the blood. Now it's in this part of the service. Let's bring our service to a close. Let's please notice the last page in the White Southern Handbook. Let us adore. Let's bring the service to a close. Let's please notice the last page of the Supplemental Handbook. Let us adore.
at us adore. All found, let's please stand and sing. Let us adore the ever-living God and render praise unto him who spread out the heavens and established the earth and whose glory is manifest throughout all the earth. He is our God, He is our God, and there is no one else. He is our God, He is our God, and there is no one else. I praise your name. Most high and awesome God, and lift my hands unto you. You saved my soul on a rugged tree, and now I praise you and serve you, Lord, throughout eternity. You are my God, you are my God, and there is no one else. You are my God, you are my God, and there is no Father, and stand before you, Heavenly Father, just wanting to just say thank you, Heavenly Father, for everything that you've done, Heavenly Father. You're so good to us. I don't think we could say enough, Heavenly Father. <laughs> Heavenly Father, just continue to forgive us all of our sins and shortcomings that we've committed since the last time we bowed down before you, Heavenly Father. Please block those sins out of the book of remembrance so they would not condemn us in this life, neither in that life to come, dear Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to pray for those that we can remember, Heavenly Father. I want to pray for Sister Pillar and her back and whatever she's going through. Please, Heavenly Father, we speak healing into her body. We pray for Sister Minnie, Heavenly Father. I ask that you heal her and help her go through the procedures that she's getting ready to go through, Heavenly Father. And all the brothers and sisters that are here, Heavenly Father, that uh, have illnesses and things of that nature, Heavenly Father, we ask that you uh, heal them and carry them through this way, Heavenly Father. Um, dear Heavenly Father, we want to pray for those that are behind prison walls, Heavenly Father. We want to pray, Heavenly Father, that you send a good word to them, Heavenly Father, that it's going to be all right, and to pray their way through those trials and tribulations, Heavenly Father. 
Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for all the blessings. We want to speak blessings upon everybody here this morning. Heavenly Father, we want to speak um, prosperity. We want to pray that um, better jobs are coming, better situations are getting ready to come, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, and um, those that are traveling that came to see us, we surely appreciate it, Heavenly Father. But we pray that they'll return safely, Heavenly, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, for everybody's here and everybody's in the household of faith, we pray, Heavenly Father, that you would keep your loving arms of protection around each and every last individual, Heavenly Father. Keep the hedge of protection around them. Heavenly Father, again, uh, let nothing separate any of us from the love of God as we depart from this place. And again, Heavenly Father, just watch over us and protect us until we meet again. It is in Jesus Christ's name we pray and ask it all in his son's name. Amen. Amen.